Thank you, Joe, for sharing your music ministry with us this morning. I want to share with you a couple of scripture verses. First from Luke chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. This is at the very early part of Jesus' ministry and his connection with those who would become his disciples. Jesus got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. And then from Paul's letter to the Colossians, reading from chapter 2, the first seven verses. Paul writes these words, I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am absent for you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So did you ever know anybody who was really good at saying one thing and it could mean two things on a totally different level? I think Jesus was a master at that. Put out into deep water and let your nets down for a catch. I have to wonder if this statement didn't have to do with more than just fish. I wonder if his words in this place are about more than just the deep water of the sea. I think it's possible at this early meeting of Jesus with some of the men who would become his disciples that he may have been saying more than the fish are out there. I think this could have been one of those first calls for followers of Jesus to go deeper than surface level in their relationship with God. Go out into the deep water. It's an interesting time to thinking about to be thinking about going deeper when this whole virus thing makes us figuratively feel like we can't go into the water at all right now, much less go deeper. I uh, must admit I was quite disappointed when the strong recommendation came that we don't have in-person worship for two weeks. I wasn't surprised, but I was disappointed. But what I keep being reminded of 
is that God is still God. And that God is still working in the lives of people who seek the Lord and continue to seek a deeper relationship with God, even if we can't do it together in person in the church building. So for a few minutes, let's think about this call of Jesus to put out into the deep water and how we can go deeper into the waters of relationship with God, how to further that journey while we wait for things to return to normal. I periodically hear people talk about, or I read articles about going deeper spiritually. And my response is usually something like, yes, I need to go deeper in my relationship with God as do most followers of Christ. I always think that sounds like a good plan and that it would be beneficial to all of us. I believe that because I think there are way too many people in our churches today that settle for way less than what God has for us. That there are too many Christians who are settling for what's on the surface and never venture into the deep water relationship with God that were offered through the work of the Holy Spirit. But it seems to me like we rarely talk about going deeper with the Lord. And even if we do talk about it, we don't talk about how we go deeper. At crosswalk.com, I recently read this in an article. You can say all the right things, do all the right things, and still not experience the deep relationship God wants you to have with Him. You can appear to have the perfect Christian life, but not be connecting much with God. To me, that sounds like settling for less than what God has for us than if we're willing to go deeper. It's a little more than going through the motions, but it's still not experiencing all God has for us on that deeper level. The article continued. When we learn to live in the reality of God's love, however, we can go deeper in our relationship with God than we've ever imagined. As I read those words, I thought, that's what I want to experience. And that's what I want everyone in our church to experience. But I wonder, do we really know what it means to go deeper spiritually? What exactly is going deeper in our relationship with God. Maybe we would describe it with some phrases like stretching ourselves spiritually or following Christ more faithful daily, not just on Sundays. We might use words like intimacy, warmth, vulnerability, or transparency. 
Or maybe it means getting past what we've always done and being open to new ways God might work in our lives. But still, how do we do that? How do we get there? What's actually involved in going deeper, growing closer to the Lord? We might think of things like pray first and pray often or read and listen to others more to stretch ourselves. Maybe forgiveness is involved, both receiving it and offering it. Maybe we need more authenticity in our relationship with God or our works. I once heard someone use the phrase radical honesty. Radical honesty. Or in this journey to go deeper, maybe we need to embrace opportunities like discipling and mentoring relationships. My concern is if we, as a church, let people exist at surface level spiritually and don't at least talk about going deeper and then actually offer some opportunities to go deeper, like uh, opportunities this church has with Christian journey groups, or like the opportunity Jeremy is offering beginning Wednesday night with this online study, The Cross and the Lynching Tree. You want to take a chance on going deeper by stretching where you are and what you think right now on a challenging topic? Join Jeremy's Zoom conversations on Wednesday nights. If we aren't offering relationships and interactions through which we can begin to go deeper, if we're not willing to stretch and grow in our understanding of God's work in the world and in us, then I have to wonder if we're really operating as the body of Christ, the church in all its fullness as God envisions it. As I thought and prayed more about going deeper, I was taken to a scripture that has always called to me. <coughs> Excuse me. And these continue to be some of my favorite verses in the Bible. From part of the second scripture we read a few minutes ago, Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7, in those verses, Paul writes the following to help us grow deeper in our relationship with Christ. Just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. As I looked at those verses a little further, what I found is that there's kind of a process in it for a journey that takes us deeper. Now, as you watch online this morning, maybe you can grab a pencil and paper somewhere close to you and consider writing these phrases down one at a time, and maybe you want to ponder on them a little more later. They are from this passage of Scripture, so you can always go back to these verses, Colossians 2, 6 and 7. 
but I want you to ponder on each step in the process just a little bit. It's a fairly straightforward process. Step one, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord. The most basic step of the journey, receiving Christ as Lord, choosing to follow Jesus in our lives and deciding to follow his leadership. Most of you watching this morning have already made that decision, but if you haven't chosen to follow Christ, there is no better time than now. And we'd love to talk with you about that decision. You can contact us online or by phone. Let us know if we can help. Step two, this is an ongoing step. Continue to live your lives in him, Paul writes. In other words, don't take the first step and then stop. This whole Christian life thing is not a one and done proposition. It's an ongoing journey. Deeper into a loving, transforming relationship with the Heavenly Father. This verse is a call to continue the journey of following Christ. Step three, be rooted and built up in him, Paul continues. It's interesting that Paul kind of mixes metaphors here. He first sounds like a gardener and then a builder. First, the image of a tree and its roots, thinking like a gardener or a grower, someone who plants and nurtures and even harvests at some point. The idea is placing deep roots down into the love of God. Roots imply nourishment, life-giving input from going deeper. But then the second metaphor in the same phrase refers to being built up, as in a building process. While being rooted implies downward, deeper action related to nourishment, building implies growing upward, outward, and it would involve having and maintaining a strong foundation, a deep foundation for a good building, which in my mind implies a long-term commitment. Isaiah in chapter 37, verse 31, speaks of both of those things as a sign of the work of God in the lives of the people of God. Isaiah wrote these words, take root downward, bear fruit upward. Same process. Back to Paul's step-by-step -step for us. Step four, Paul continues writing with, be strengthened in the faith as you were taught. Several Bible translations read, be established in the faith. Now, not only are we implying long-term commitment to deep roots and building, if we follow Paul's step-by-step -step process here, we're now experiencing long-term faith relationship that grows stronger and deeper daily. Strengthened. 
It means action has and continues to be taken to reinforce the faith through which God is working in our relationship. Action by God, by the Holy Spirit in us, on us. Action taken to strengthen and reinforce our faith relationship as we go deeper. And finally, step five, Paul says, be overflowing with thankfulness. Gratitude is the only reasonable response to the work of God that takes us deeper into the relationship with the Lord. And I think this is so basic, so significant, that if the overflowing with thankfulness part doesn't exist, I question whether the other parts exist and whether we're participating in them at all. An attitude of thanks becomes clear evidence of the work of God in our lives. And that attitude should continue growing the deeper we grow. If we want to know if we're really on this journey to go deeper, we don't have to look any further than our level of thanksgiving. This whole process that Paul summarized in just two verses will take us on a journey of deeper relationship and stronger faith in the Lord. What Paul wrote to the Colossians that we just read, he prays for the Ephesians in chapters three, chapter 3 of that book. Paul prayed, I pray that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Paul writes words like that. Now Paul prays words similar. So it's a couple of verses. It's a five-step process in those verses. It's a lot of ground, ground that will help us grow roots, that will hold a solid foundation to build on, that will help us be strengthened and established in our faith and cause us to grow in our thankfulness. But this is not really as simple as a five-step process where we say, oh, I've done all of those things. That mean I'm automatic, means I'm automatically going to grow deeper in my relationship with God. It's a relational process. It involves intimacy and vulnerability. It requires things like authenticity and radical honesty with God. And of course, it must include prayer as the channel through which God works in our lives. If we give our all to this journey, I think we will find an ever-deepening faith relationship with our Lord, experiencing more than we ever imagined as God blesses us again and again, taking us deeper and deeper into a transforming and loving relationship with our God. To close, I want to pray for you the same thing that Paul prayed for his Ephesian friends whom he loved and for whom he desired God's best. 
So, my friends, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know that his love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I pray that in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen.